exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. I am one of your co-hosts, Brandon Shockney, and to my immediate left is my other co-host, who will go ahead and say his name right now. Hello, my fine and sweet pussycats. My name is John Furnace, and together Brandon and I are just a couple of rude dudes. Rude dudes. Rude dudes. We're, We're just, just a couple, couple of rude dudes. I am also a rude dude. <laughs> I am here. I'm not introduced. That's sort of wrong. My name is Mike. Do you normally introduce the third person? Yes. Yes. Wait. Right. That's good. So, I, I like I like when someone at contributes to our song. Yes. Yeah, that's good. You sounded like a scary wind up wind up robot. I was trying to be a friendly wind up robot, but oftentimes you uh, get it wrong. <laughs> what it's what hard. you hope comes out is sometimes what mail it. is not what they hear. Whoever's listening to this at home or in the truck that you're driving, uh, I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it. I hope it was friendly. If not, uh, well, I'll try again at the end of the show. Yes. Okay, that's a promise. It's a promise we've made, and not a threat. I hope. <laughs> hope it came off nicely. <laughs> My throat. <laughs> Mike Migdal is here to join us uh, for the episode known as "Breaking Up." No. Uh, breaking apart. No. Breaking Out. Breaking no. Away is a great Breaking biking away. movie. It is? Is this Was this episode really called Breaking Away? It was called yeah. Breaking Away. Breaking Away is an amazing, way better than this episode, uh, movie that takes place in Bloomington, Indiana. It's about like the locals in the town who are upset that the, the college kids who go to Indiana University are highfalutin, mm-hmm. and there's a bike race that happens. Uh, very young Dennis Quaid, yeah. isn't it? 1979. Yeah. The guy from Jackie Earl Haley. Oh my god. <laughs> this movie is phenomenal. It's, it's like a, a movie littered with character actors. A movie you could watch with your grandma, your grandma, your your, your dad. brothers. <laughs> 2.99 to watch on Amazon Video. If you want to rent it, folks, rent Breaking Away. We won't be talking about that today. <laughs> We're talking about the Full House episode, which is called what? Breaking Offs. <laughs> breaking Offs. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Out. It's called Breaking Away, Breaking Brandon. Away, that's right. Mike, what was your relationship with this show? Uh, I really have very little love for Full House. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys asked me to do this, I, I warned you. I said, hey, I don't really know much about Full House. I have friends who love Full House and are very nostalgic about it, and I respect that. Because I'm certainly nostalgic about things like Jackie Chan Adventure. Uh, that's a great thing to be nostalgic That's about. the first time we've had a Jackie Chan Adventures reference on the show. What I'm saying is my reference point is way more geeky and nerdy. This is sort of mm. just like what I imagine normal uh, Americans watching. Mm. I, I agree. I was like more of like, I'm more nostalgic of like Toonami. Were you a Toonami kid? I watched Toonami a little bit. I, I yeah. saw some anime. Yeah. Some Dragon Ball Z. I saw some Dragon Ball Z. I saw some, <laughs> some Dragon Ball. Some people hopping into robots that became other robots. Yeah, you know, and that's not really what they what they're about in Full House. No, <laughs> uh, the to house, be fair, there's potential. It's full Full House. You you get into a house, you can get into a robot. 
That's about where the similarities end. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's <laughs> true. I really like the first seasons where they're collecting the the like things that give them this power. The talismans. Talismans. We say in but, unison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, but then they eventually did that. And then there was like a like a second like plot of like something else. Like they had to collect the animals, the actual animals. The animals. There was like a rabbit yeah. that was like was like the, the totems. Were they known as the totems? I believe. I think they were the totems. I really. Yeah. When I say that, my reference point is Jackie Chan Adventures. It's really season one of Jackie Chan Adventures, and then the rest of it is a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I remember that Toru, who was initially their enemy, became their friend. Yes. Oh. And there's just that sort of heightening. That, you know, there, I guess there was in this episode of Full House, Mm -hmm. just to bring it back to Full House. Sure. There was uh, also different devices, plot devices. Well, Danny was a little bit like Uncle. Uncle was very strict. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, who is who? Jade is probably any number of characters on this. She's like rebelling. She's she's like a good mix of all three of the girls. But for for this episode of Full House, she's the Stephanie because she was more rebellious. Is that what I'm getting? Well, so was Michelle, kind of, too. Uh, uh, and they both are proficient in some sort of self-defense, uh, karate-type yeah. martial is, arts. Who is Toru, the Who's villain? Toru? He's the big oh, sumo He's wrestler. a big sumo but wrestler. who is he here? He oh. sort of plays like an uncle-type to Jade, even though uncle is an actual character oh. in uh. Jackie Chan Adventures. You know how you call like people affectionately, like, oh, that's Uncle Rick, even though you're not yeah. related to Rick? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like the Joey. Because He's Joey's like not related by blood. Joey with the backwards hat. Yeah, jo- yeah. Joey with the backwards hat. Not the other Joey with the forwards hat or the hat at three o'clock. No. Uh, <laughs> slightly <laughs> askew. Yeah. I think we've thoroughly unpacked mm. how Jackie Chan Adventures. I could keep lines going. Agent with... Black. We haven't spoken about him. Oh right. Sector thirteen. That's right. Uh, the masks that came into play. Sector thirteen is the preschool. Oh <laughs> yeah, true. Right. You're not ready yet, am I, <laughs> Uncle? I only I'm remember it being a cartoon. One more thing. Yes. That's what he would say. That's what he would say. That's how he said it. Yeah. It was just pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I might say. It wasn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, if you were to, if you were to f- approach Brandon and I on the street and you were dying, and the last thing that you had to do before you went up to heaven was summarize this episode of Full House in one sentence, how would you sort of boil it all down? Got it. I will say. <laughs> This is not sentence okay. now. Okay. <laughs> the march of time. The march of time. The march of time. Com- there were commas. Yep. It was all about grown up. <laughs> yeah. There was like several commas and there was a ellipses. <laughs> and there was in quotes it said. Commas ands and now yeah, I've realized the ellipses is really that's the ultimate tool of uh, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Yeah, there's still more. I could describe what each character looks like, too, in the sentence. Maybe that would be uh, helpful if you've never seen it before. How there's describe a character in a sentence, and John and I will guess which character you're talking about. Ah. Tall, white Danny. man. Danny. Danny. Yeah. So tall. Handsome. Jesse. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even doing it one word. Yeah. Okay. Doing it one word. Oh, this is easy. Uh, goofy. Joey. Joey. Sassy. Becky. Or Michelle. Or, no, Stephanie. All these names really mean nothing to me. <laughs> but yes. Who are yes, you thinking and of? And yes, I was thinking of the, the cut it out dude. Oh, Joey again? 
Oh no, no, no the little girl who who is the truth teller. Michelle. Oh, Michelle, yeah. She's Small a, Michelle. She plays the truth teller archetype. I don't know. I identify with that. <laughs> yes, in the Comedia dell'arte scheme of things, she is the one who says to the fool, "You are a fool." Yes, yes. She's the Florindo. Yes. But then the fool has a very long monologue about are we all fools and isn't the wisest man but a fool as well. And then after a while it's like we understand and yet no, it keeps Arakino going. just falls down and he's like long. Oh, and then of course there's the uh, cuckolded husband who's very fat. Yes, the three of, of swords. <laughs> this also works as tarot cards, I think. Yes. The three of swords. Uh, the League of Tarot. Uh, and then Uncle has to uh, give himself to the League so that Jade may escape. Yes. Because only Uncle can finish the Death Star. We've cro- we're crossing over into Streams. all the topics. We've got Star Wars and Jackie Chan and... Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Did you like Jackie Chan? Uh, the, like his like, live action stuff, too? I was, I was oh. a big live action. Yeah, yeah, I liked his live action stuff too. Yeah. And I like that there was a hint of live action at the end of every episode of. Just him giving you a oh, little lesson. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, there was that. Kind of like a Fat Albert episode. It was Bill always, Cosby would always I do I thought that it was always well. weird that he never voiced Jackie. Wait, he didn't voice Jackie? No, Jackie Chan is voiced by a different actor in the Jackie Chan That's Adventures. a smart move, though. That's an agent going, hey, don't even worry about it. You're going to get this plum-ass check. Yeah, all we need is that at the end of the episode, you hit a punching bag a couple times and then tell the kids to do their homework. Yep. Literacy is good. <laughs> yeah, you know. Drugs are bad. He's just a benevolent force. I would have loved to have gotten his input on this episode. Did how, you enjoy that? How the, much better would it be if this episode ended with Jackie Chan being like, they did it again, the Tanners did it again. <laughs> sure you don't want to do that accent? No, that's uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jackie Chan had just sort of a little bit of an accent. Yeah. I remember he would say, like... <laughs> you uh, volunteered. I remember he would say things. <laughs> he would say things, yeah. He would say things like, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, he, he, he would. Yes, he would. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because more often than not, he would not want to get into a fight, and yet he found himself in one. And he would, like, fall into someone or was, fall into... Yeah. Oh, he would try to show them, like, look, this is not the answer. But when literal push came to literal shove... Yeah, he yeah. was ready to dance and whip whip someone with a windshield wiper that he pulled off of a golf cart. He would take six jugs of hyper-powerful alcohol, and he would become the drunken master. Yeah. Brandon, we can't discuss this episode. You're right, you're right. Without okay, first, no, no, no. I'm doing my best efforts to subvert you guys into not talking about this episode. <laughs> no, Brandon went back to Jackie I, I'm Chan. I'm sorry, I, I like love Jackie Chan, so... Yeah. I did my research. I knew you would respond this way. <laughs> I'm being manipulated. <laughs> I'm like a mouse in a maze. Okay, but before we can talk about the, the episode... The doll experiment. <laughs> before we can talk about the episode proper, we have to talk about the... Cold, cold Open! Cold Open is now talking about it. I'm adding another part to one of the pre-established bit songs. It should stop now, but it won't. I keep going and hello to everyone listening. Okay, I'll stop now. That had a blues quality to it. The first one had like a Devo-ish sort of electronica quality yeah, to it. Those are my two musical sensibilities. <laughs> Thank you for picking up on them. Brandon, what is this cold open about? Uh, the cold open is really just a precursor to the episode proper. So huh? A lot of times the cold open is totally divorced from the main topic of the show. It's just the little oh. babies doing something dumb dumb. But this time, because the episode's about the little babies, 
then we have to make our cold open about them as well. Oh, so the cold open is about Nikki and Alex, That's you right. don't say. That's right. It's refreshing to have a cold open that focuses on Nikki and Alex. Isn't it? I feel the show doesn't spend nearly enough time talking about them and their travails. Oh, how I do love their travails, I do. They're uh, they're getting ready for their first day of... <laughs> Just shitting and pissing all over themselves. preschool. Yep. Um, and Becky's... What is Becky? Oh, a gibbering, slobbering woman. She's just, she's the most cliche mother character you can ever find in this scene. She, she doesn't want to let him go. Yeah, she, and I, I, I didn't really buy that she was actually sad. I don't know, that was like the acting. It's the acting. She's so, I, she's so happy to get them away so she can have like four hours to herself. But you have to shed those crocodile tears or else the family will think you're a bad mother. So yeah. you say, yes, I'm sad. Man, wouldn't it be great if they could all just be honest with how they felt? I'd love it. The only and time they, they get to be honest. The, core and they were like, the only time they get to be honest is when they insult each other. Which That's as far as it goes. So much in that cold open. Oh, I, can we turn off that oh, yeah. Mr. Fridge? Okay. I will uh, hold this slot until Mr. Fridge has been taken care of. Mr. Fridge. Mr. Fridge is the best character on the show. Uh, he tries to interject with his thoughts and two cents, but then we kill him. I wonder if there's a Mrs. Fridge. <laughs> you want to know? Because you want to fuck Fridge? Mr. Fridge? I want to fuck both of them. Oh, please edit this part out. Um, <laughs> Me, daddy, you, daddy. <laughs> uh, what I was saying was the that cold open, it was just like... You drink from your water. Drink from your goddamn Good water. Good God, Brandon. No, I actually needed Brandon to drink from that water because I forgot uh, what I was trying to say earlier. There was an insult there uh, was of a, some sort. There was an insult, but I guess what I, what I was going to point out was Becky, the mom, she, like, blew her nose, and that got a laugh. That got a big mm-hmm. laugh, and she had just blown her nose. And I looked at myself in my mind not laughing. I saw myself not laugh. And I was just like, I, I wouldn't have laughed at that. And I, is there something the, wrong with me? This audience, is there something wrong with the crowd? The, the, the live audience, they get goosed, you know, to like, what well, now? And isn't that one of many things in this episode that's like a cartoon? Like, the idea of blowing your nose very loudly into like a kerchief is like something from a fucking cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a gag, I feel, mm-hmm. that's very arcane and archaic. It's just like a rec- you get that recognition laugh. Maybe that's what it comes from where you see them blow their nose and, and nose and you remember you yourself blowing your nose or perhaps an old feeble man blowing his nose that you saw once and you remember that. <laughs> yeah. And you thought to yourself, oh God, death comes for us all. Death comes for us all. Look how she's affected by mm-hmm. the maladies of living a life. So it's, but it's funny. But it's hilarious. It's hilarious because you're, you're connecting it to a funnier moment in your brain. Well, that's the one way that I can imagine that they, it would be funny. Yeah. This is all hypothetical. Right. Um, well, and she sees the march of time that you mentioned. She sees her boys sort of on a path. Like she mentions, I think maybe out, out of the cold open. I mean, the only thing I wanted to mention from the cold open, if, if we're ready to close that section, is I think so. the line Jesse has where he's Hot like... Clothes. Hot clothes. Um, is the he's like, oh, look in the look deep into the oatmeal, boys. Look into the oatmeal. Do you see the lumps? I don't need the word lump in the script for my sitcom. I don't need him saying lumps. I don't need him talking about the energy that's in the lumps. I don't want to think about lumps. And that was the cold open. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, 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 wait. Oh. One more thing I want to talk about uh, <laughs> is Joey's very sad schedule. Because mm. they think it's the boys' schedule when they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, Becky. nap time, snack, mm. nap time, snack. And Joey's like, that's my schedule. Now, if you'll excuse me, Flintstones. 
Yeah. And then he just, what, I guess you're saying he jerks off viciously. Yeah. But to the Flintstones. Do you think that actually was his schedule, or do you think he was making a joke? No, that was his schedule, absolutely. He would write down nap time, snack? He plucked a donut from atop a hill of donuts and walked right into the living room. And I was like, yep, Flintstones, definitely, it, absolutely. He makes his money in, in the... In the um, As we all do, with comedy. With comedy. He, he does comedy for a living. Mm-hmm. Now, him and Jesse have a radio show. That's how Joey makes his money. Joey and Jesse are like us. Doing a radio yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that everyone loves and listens to all the time. Theirs is called The Rush Hour Renegades. Ours is called How Rude. You're on it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Me? <laughs> Hello to the trucker listening to this. <laughs> are you casting a macabre spell? <laughs> There's a, to the trucker listening yeah, to I am this. Just so that he may get to his destination and drop off the payload. <laughs> It's a positive spell. Lumps payload. Rayload. <laughs> I love that sitcom. Everybody loves Rayload. Everyone loves Rayload. Oh, rise me Rayload. <laughs> He's a behemoth. He's always carrying a large <laughs> barrel. Uh, barrel, yeah, barrel. Of a lead. No one knows. Yeah. The audience never gets to see what's in it. You never get to know. It we, was the miss. It was the Wilson. You of, said it was weed, but I thought you said it was mead. 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 Yeah. Well, we all love our theories about what's in the barrel. Yeah. Ooh, series finale. What's in the barrel? Yeah, it is like a Wilson scenario. Yeah. No improvement. The the only uh, I do also remember the fact that at the end of the cold open, the boys are doing this, <laughs> just sort of punching their ha- hands up in the air. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Just like to describe things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Doing two podcasts today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gotta warm yourself up. Uh, so that, yes, that is officially the cold open. But yeah. Becky sees the boys on a path of soon they'll be in high school, soon they'll be in college, soon they'll be operating a fish truck that I pay for, and we'll adopt a black girl because we're so disappointed mm-hmm. in the fact that our boys have turned out to be nothing. Yeah. They turn, they turn out to be nothing. In the cold open, it was pretty short, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. About, thir- about 30 seconds. And then right after the cold open... Picks up. That was when everyone started insulting each other in earnest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, other people come down, I, I guess because it's school time. Michelle comes down first, right? And she's like, kind of ready for school. Or so, Her clothes are hanging off of her. Yeah, it's she, weird. None of her top is in any way on mm-hmm. one of her shoulders. It's like she's. Uh, it's me going for cool cash. So we, we got the kids who are going to school for the first time growing up. We've got the the girl who's already in school, ready to be an adult. She wants to look like an older person. Mm-hmm. She's growing up. Well, well, there, there's Michelle, who's this is her first day of third grade. So Michelle is like ready. She's like, when can I wear makeup? I'm in third grade, you know. Oh yeah, she um, sort of warns Danny of what's about to come down the stairs. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, just so you know. There is a ghastly ghoul about to appear before you. Oh, if only there was a ghastly ghoul in this episode. <laughs> a little bit of dark shadows with your full house. Yes. Yes. And then, yeah, Stephanie comes down in full makeup, belly shirt, jeans. She, well, she got to belly. She got the lippy. She's a regular Spice Girl. So, yeah, Stephanie comes down. She, uh, based on Danny's reaction, I, I guess she looks like a whore. Because Danny's reaction is, who is this whore? <laughs> That was hard. It was hard. Tramping through my house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he has that classic, he has like that, what, Jeopardy gag where he's like, uh, Stephanie, what are you wearing? Eh, wrong question. The question is, <laughs> what is are you not we- wearing? <laughs> it ends with, what are you not wearing? It's like, it was a what is answer, I think, because of the Jeopardy. I think he was yeah. just like, what is not a enough? young prostitute? What is the rest of your shirt? 
or something like that. It was so fucking good, and it's yeah. crazy that we can't remember the exact Survey wording. says, what does Stephanie look like? Top five answers on the board. Whore. <laughs> Prostitute. Slattern. The oldest profession. <laughs> it was insulting. It, it, it was the gist of it. It was insulting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, she's like, well... I, I want to look cool for school because I am because I am I am no fool. And then Gia walks in in the exact same outfit, and Danny's like, "Oh, I get it. I see what's happening." D- don't here. you think if even if you were like, "I'm going to look cool for my school for school today," and then your like best friend comes in the same exact outfit, you think that's going to go over well with all your classmates? Wouldn't people just be like, "Why are you guys dressed?" Brandon, did you ever even go to high school? <laughs> Everyone dressed like their friend. You do that all the time. <laughs> dress up identical to your yes, best friend. Yes, you dress up identical to your best friend and sort of a little belly showing. Show up the boys with two. It's like, look at my belly. Yeah, you do that because there's strength in a pack, you know? Like, yeah. zebras all have the same stripes and they're hanging out together. Zebras aren't hanging out with horses. You want to look like the people around you because you're afraid of dying and getting older. And if you can get enough girls to dress like this, you can, like, like zebras, like, move as, like, a horde. Of horse, and if if those boys try to pick you off, it's like yes, but we move as one. How can you get one of us if we move as if you, one? If you make out with one, you must make out with all. Yes, if you fuck Gia, you must fuck Stephanie. I will do neither of that <laughs> because they're. I've got a children. girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you use podcasts to just sort of trumpet the like? Hey, hey, I have hey, a girlfriend. <laughs> I just—that's the first time I've said that out loud on a podcast. She's a pretty right? girl. I give her kisses. I'm not, I'm not looking for love right now. <laughs> if you see my photo on Facebook when this goes up and you think, throw a like down, but not looking for love. Well, there is a lot of like, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of rapid fire where it just comes across as everyone like hates one another. Cause then DJ comes down and she looks at Stephanie and she's like, Hey, maybe try putting on one day's worth of makeup at a time yes. or like something. It's like, she oh, doesn't geez. even look that fa- it's. Oh boy, I can't believe like I have to try this. It's very obvious statement, but it's like they're just slut shaming her, and it's just laughable because she's wearing lipstick and like maybe eyeshadow. But the tanners are naturally beautiful; they don't need it. Maybe they saw the stage makeup or like the makeup that they were wearing to be on a TV show. Maybe she was commenting on that. <laughs> on yeah, a like, meta on a meta level. Yeah, yeah what's with yeah. your under the hot lights foundation today? <laughs> and then Danny, so she runs upstairs with Gia to take off her makeup, and then Danny reappears, and he's like, "Oh, and by the way, your fucking room's a mess." Yes. I am nagging you all goddamn morning. And Have a great day at school. They were just about to go to school, and then the next, like, time passes from them being downstairs to being upstairs, and she's making her room messier, and she's not going to school. And they're like, what What sort of schedule are these people on? You missed on? the bus. I, yeah. feel, <laughs> I feel like that, to be fair, might have been a completely separate day. It no, they were like on the, the same, same day. Huh? The, the, <laughs> only, the only day that passes is after Jesse... Uh, Drops off the kids, and then there's a the next day of yes. homeschooling. Oh man, because he's guess you're taking right. the kids and to preschool. That in day. that scene where they're in the bedroom, right yeah. after being downstairs, getting ready to go to school, Bob Saget is like, "Clean up your room before you go to school. Oh, Imagine yeah. how much better your day at school will be if you have a clean room." Jesus, you're you're exactly right. What yeah. you said to begin with was right. This is all happening over the course of. School only starts when a tanner shows up. <laughs> yeah, wow, I guess. It must be pretty important, right? Yeah. School starts at 1 p.m. and it goes until 3.15. The teachers are like, what sorry, else? I'm sorry, class. Stephanie's not here. No learning. Speaking of teachers, we got to talk about the teacher at the 
Kindergarten. Miss yeah. Susie? Bonnie Urseth. <laughs> yes, her name is Bo- Bonnie Urseth. Bonnie Urseth, yes, who plays Miss Susie. So Jesse appears at the preschool to drop the kids off. Because Becky's too emotional. Yes, and he's like, don't worry about it. I'll do it because they're men. We're all men here. They're men in tights, tight tights, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've seen this exact plot already uh, in, like, season two of the show. We've definitely seen this classroom set 3,000 times. With them dropping Michelle off at preschool, but it's like they're scared that she's going to not have a good time. Yeah. Or I'm sure it was the exact same joke of Michelle will miss us. It is, because Michelle. I think Michelle, very young, had a line like, go away, daddy. Like, I'm at school now, daddy. And Mm. Danny, I think, was like, my heart is breaking in twain. How can my little Michelle mm-hmm. tell me to leave her? Oh God! Yeah, and these kids were saying the same thing. They were like, "We're ready to be. Bye a, bye. We're ready to be adults now. We're ready to get to the next screen in the passage of time. Yeah, or march of time, if you will. Yes, yeah. watch uh, me march, Daddy. Yeah, and Jesse ends up taking them home because he rejects. I guess these kids <laughs> having an education. Yeah, he, he. They're not ready. Yeah, he, he panics. He sees things that don't exist. He's like. Oh, the children are hurting them. The children are <laughs> laughing at them behind their backs. Cannibals. They're calling them queers. Yeah. I have to get them out. Mm-hmm. And Miss Susie, who has, she's, Miss Urseth here is making yes. a choice to make some sort of accent, but it's not, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's not very committed. She was a little hesitant. I, I, I sense a little bit of fear. And you know, yeah. I can understand, I can understand fear. She's on the eighth season of this TV show and she's walking on. With these legends, these giants of industry. This is John Stamos I have a scene with. I have to, like, know my lines. I have to, like, what's my character want? Yeah, oh, God. He's so great in that scene. That was sarcastic. <laughs> he went under a table and wore the table like a turtle shell. And then Across the comedy. Physical and, comedy. And then, like, a little boy crept under the table with him and was like, hi. He was and like, Jesse was like, shh, don't tell them. And I'm like... And then he screams. And when I say I'm, I mean I'm the little boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, I definitely won't tell anyone. <gasps> Stranger! <laughs> yeah, that kid was my favorite character in this episode. <laughs> he was the only one who, like, really spoke truth to power. Like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of so here. I, I want to with style. I want to yeah. talk about Bonnie Urseth for a minute because she has head. some pretty uh, awesome credits. Uh, one of the things, one of the first things she did was appear on two episodes as Patty Sue on Madam's Palace, which is a talk show hosted by the famous puppet Madam. Madam? Oh, of course. The puppet Madam? Whoa. She had a TV... Wait a minute. Whoa, Madam what? had that a is, TV that show? That is scary. Yeah. That's a very old school puppet design to me. We're back to the Commedia dell'arte sort of <laughs> Punch and Judy show. Yeah, oh, that is very much, yeah. How long did that air? Um, just, it looks like just the one year. Uh, just the one year. Well, that's probably enough for a um, talk show. And then she also was on Mama's Family, and her character's name was Muffy Van Cortland. Sounds about right for Mama's Family. Never seen a second of it, but... Have, have you ever heard of Mama's Family? I'm aware of that character of Mama, but I have never seen a second of that show. As it is not Jackie Chan Adventures, I have not heard of it. I thought maybe you did have a reference for it. She was, you don't know Mama's Family? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. <laughs> she was also on the new Leave It to Beaver. Oh, of course, because nostalgia is always ripe for the picking. I miss the old Leave It to Beaver. Still the Beaver. Still the Beaver. Always the Beaver was the third series. Eddie Haskell? Is a character on Leave It to Beaver. How do you know that? 
Because he was on one episode of Jackie Chan Adventures. No, he where he steals the rooster talisman and flies around to the dream world, <laughs> courtesy of the sheep talisman. <laughs> and then she's pretty much in every single sitcom you can think of. That's one insane. Episode. She plays woman in Roseanne. <laughs> she plays woman in Roseanne. Woman. Ta- Tanya in Growing Pains. Clerk in Going Places. Young woman in The Golden Girls. Young woman. Wife too. in The Wonder Years. She's Miriam like, the Angel in Beverly Hills 90210. Bonnie is delightful. She, she, she did well. Work. Yeah. She did very well. And then there was, her oh. last credit was in 1995. Uh-oh. And then there was a 10-year gap, and she appeared as a nurse in 2005. But on, her 1995 appearance was for Live I Shot, shot. Where she played Mrs. Fury. Whoa. Wait, would you, would you get fucked by Mrs. Fury? <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Uh, but It's a test. I have, oh, okay. Mrs. Fury is a character she plays 10 years after any characters? No. no. She took a 10-year break after that, and then she played. Uh, she appeared on Medium. Played Mrs. Fury broke her. She went insane yeah. for those 10 years. Yep. She was in the loony bin. She got, she got too <laughs> deep into the role that she forgot. Who she was. She was Mrs. I am Fury. Mrs. Fury. She was, I am Mrs. Fury. Hi, Mommy. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Fury. Wow. Hello, honey. Let's have sex. You're going to have sex with Mrs. Fury. You're going to have sex with no one. But she hurts me. She hurts me. She hurts me. Ow. Um, so as Jesse is dragging them out of school, the, the tots, the chicken nuggets, say, Is school over, Gandhi? And he says, It is for you. <laughs> Which is an ominous line. It almost sounds like a, like a Trump press conference or something. Where oh, yeah. Education is over. It is for all of you. Something the education like system is the... They're made of the most despicable human beings on this planet. God. He's a terrible person. This is the first episode we've uh, recorded since his uh, officially becoming president. What a landmark for we're us. In, we're officially in Trump's America. Yep. This fucking sucks. It was all <laughs> hypothetical for the last month, couple months, but... No, It's really not good. It's not good. I brought, um, We're living in a world where people are saying things like alternative facts, and yeah. I don't want to live in that. Shit, and I can only imagine like when this episode airs, what the fucking crazy ass shit we're all going to be talking about is. Then this is going to like yeah. gonna release next week, tomorrow, on Monday. Yeah, on Monday. Mm-hmm. There's something. Something, something will happen. Yeah, something's something. going to happen. Yeah, yeah there'll be like, people will be like, oh, I can't believe they they recorded it right before that. Uh, Jesse uh, is often in the show shown eating cold chicken. He'll take from the fridge a plate of chicken, uncovered, yeah. or he'll be eating from a bowl of fried chicken. And uh, you, were lu- you were lucky enough to see one of those instances. I, that's amazing. I, you know, I, I saw it, but I didn't see it. Why is that? Is that just his, that's just his character? He loves chicken? Uh, he loves chicken, and psychotically enough, um, we're convinced that it's uh, somehow the dumbest in-joke ever. For the, for the cast and crew, yeah. it's like the he dumbest in-joke ever. Like, like, I should be eating chicken in this. Oh, nice. Well, you know, make a character choice. Bonnie Urseth could have done that as the teacher. But she decided to do some sort of weird, vaguely no. 2% Brooklyn. What, what, what you don't realize is Bonnie Urseth, her character choice is that she's secretly Miss Fury in every single ah. one of her roles. Until she got to actually be Mrs. Fury. The truth reveals itself. <laughs> you know, I've always had a good idea for a character name. Uh, okay. Not, normally the actors don't tell us what we should name the characters. What, what should... Mrs. Fury. Oh. Oh, I actually like that. Yes, you do. I wonder if there's a Mr. Fury. <laughs> I want to fuck Fridge. both of them. <laughs> Mr. Fridge, Mr. Fury. Um, We're out getting beers. So, yeah, when we cut back to that room uh, that Stephanie and Michelle share, uh, Stephanie has gone full mogmas, like clothes everywhere. There's a pizza slice 
sucker punch glued to her It's t-shirt. like it was ironed. Yeah. Onto her shirt. How much time has passed? Where did you order okay. pizza? I don't know. And why? When did, did she you order, order the pizza? I imagine an adult must have ordered the pizza because I have never even ordered pizza and I am 27 years old. I'm 26. <laughs> I'm 26. Why would I say that I'm 27? <laughs> the march of time. Yeah. Maybe Gia did it. Gia probably has a lot of like walking around spending cash. I've never ordered pizza. I'm 27 years old. You've never, wait a minute. That's a true statement? I, I've definitely ordered a pizza, right? I have to have. If you can't remember, that's I, crazy. I have one distinct memory of ordering a Domino's pizza online in college because I remember uh, that I, I was able to look at the pizza like live updates and I saw that some guy was making the pizza and mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I was like, oh, that's cool. They give you updates on your pizza. And he talks to you. He's like, and now the pizza goes in the oven. But are you young enough to have the ability to choose between your themes? Could you do a rock and roll pizza tracker? Could you do a... Eyes Wide Shut Pizza Tracker. Is that what they're doing now? You can do that now. A baseball pizza tracker. Are you kidding me? No. That's amazing. You need to order pizza more. (laughs) I want to order pizza more. Do they do that with other foods? (laughs) Like other chains? Track track my order of nuggets. I like themes. I want a film noir uh, chicken wing (laughs) delivery service. How's my edamame coming, detective? (laughs) It's coming along great. Yeah. (laughs) Became donuts. (laughs) <laughs> Almost immediately. Uh, there's a lot of nonsense here about Michelle wants to live with DJ. DJ rats on Michelle to Danny. Danny screams at Stephanie about this mess. Yeah. Straight up just screams. Grounds her. Their life seems like hell. It seems <laughs> yeah. like some sort of sterile hell <laughs> where they live in this this full house, if you will. <laughs> I would uh, very much would be willing. <laughs> do they ever call the house a full house? Uh, no, but there is a very cheeky joke about Full House in the new show. Okay, they waited until they were one TV show removed mm-hmm. to yeah. make a joke about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're all just insulting each other. They're never going to the things that they say they're going to. School. <laughs> School. That was the only one I could think of in this. Who's going to work? Who's, Ooh, go- yeah, who's, who's going to work? No responsibility in this family. I know there are, the, like, shows like The O.C. or whatever where you, like, never see them in class. You never see... Uh, the X-Men do any missions. They're always in the plane flying around. Right. Um, you never see them do any missions? <laughs> I don't, or not the episodes I've seen. The, or, or, or the X-Men mean, are never like in class. They're never yes. learning. It's a Wrong, school. Yeah, I've gifted. only seen them in class. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's I'm, a school drama. And they talk about superheroics. I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Recess. The, the cartoon Recess. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the cartoon The Weekenders. You're right. Where it's like you never saw them in school because yeah. it was just said during the weekend. Yeah. Everyone's working for the weekend. <laughs> I like watching Recess be like, when are these guys, when are these X-Men going to go on a mission? I mean, I like that they're all in muted school, but I haven't seen one power. The one guy seems like he has the power of snitching. That, that guy who was the old lady's snitch. Oh, yeah, the rat-like boy yeah. <laughs> with the hunch. Oh, there was, yeah. Upside Down Girl was so hot to me as a kid. She was the first girl that I masturbated to. <laughs> Upside Down Girl? What? Upside Down Girl from Recess? That's oh you're doing a joke. Oh yeah, you, the what your delivery of that was so good, like, pure. I I believe it. Acting, honest. Little Jonathan just masturbating to the upside down girl. I don't remember the upside down girl. She, she would hang from the uh, swing set or maybe like a jungle gym, and she'd always she would just that was her thing. She was always upside down. Did you see the movie? I think I, I think I saw the movie mm-hmm. in theaters. I think I took notes on it. <laughs> And then I did a very early proto-podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, it's all coming back to me. And you two were... Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, no, that was Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> um, there's the scene, of course, with Jesse doing homeschool, which I actually... I, I made a joke about homeschool, and then we actually got it, and my, my dream became a reality. He has Joey there. Why? Useless. <laughs> Joey's supposed to be, like, a helper? But he's, Joey's also sitting, like, with the... The, the, with the twins like, as as if he's also a student. Yeah, well, Jesse browbeats Joey, and he's like, you're supposed to be helping me, you fuck. Yeah, and he, Joey's like, uh, what? You know, if that's what homeschooling is like, I'm happy I wasn't. Right? You would have only learned two things. A, the a. letter A. They, and also, the kids already knew A, and then nap time. Yeah, and how to eat candy. <laughs> oh, how to eat candy, that's right. Right. But yep. after a man counts it for you. One, two, three, four. Now you get to eat. And then they wanted to count cookies, which was quite precocious of them. Uh, if you give Nikki and Alex a candy, they're going to want a cookie. <laughs> and if you give them a cookie... They're going to paint your feet different colors, <laughs> like they did when the, the two adults in the room fell asleep. That was yeah. such a strange gag. It's like, why... They were like, we need to get the... We need to make the kids do something like mischievous. What's the most mischievous thing you can think of? Rob a liquor store. No. <laughs> no. Paint their feet. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it only took us two. It only took us two ideas. Wait a second. Isn't there an episode of Everyone Loves Rayload where uh, <laughs> they paint his feet funny colors? I am Rayload. <laughs> oh, and then Rayload's brother came over and... <laughs> Yeah, and um, um, he was sad because his girlfriend had broken up with him, and Raylode ripped his head off of his neck <laughs> and, ate, and ate it like a grape. I like, love that episode. Yeah, we, I thought for sure we were going to find out what was in that barrel <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> they teased us. He starts to open it in the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the opening theme of that was just him uh, screaming. <laughs> just Raylode <laughs> screaming for 20 seconds. Screaming his never. <laughs> <laughs> He's like looking up and the like title card appears above him. Yeah, he's looking up from like the bottom of a pit (laughs) as the logo crushes him slowly. Yeah, what's the Raylo on its skin? It was a good show. (laughs) (laughs) They needs to come back. Um, Hot daddy puppet monkey boy. Hot daddy puppet monkey boy. (laughs) The aid that they use to. to try and teach that, what was what was the lesson that was he yeah. was just trying to get him to shut up monkey <laughs> daddy puppet boy was he, supposed to teach what he, he just a, had it he, he had it out because they were like fucking eating candy he's like uh, um okay uh, don't because they like got up and they like went to go away and he was like no no watch hot, hot daddy, daddy puppet, puppet monkey boy. boy does the guy who actually does puppets Dave Coulier does does is that one of his characters God Joey should have done that gag you're exactly right. He has puppet experience. No, leave the puppets to the puppeteers. Uh, <laughs> Dave Coulier is, I think, appearing with Felt this week. Wait, for real? No. <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> the, the kind-hearted mentality that would believe that. I'm very innocent. It's I like want all, that it's to like happen. all the regular Felt puppets, and then he has the woodchuck. I just don't understand why none of you have come to uh, any performances of my new Herald team. Hot Daddy Puppet Monkey Boy. <laughs> oh, thank God it's not a real Herald team. I, it's hard to see improv shows, all right? We're all busy. There's so many teams. I can't. <laughs> I got my own shows. I've got uh, the bills to pay. Those bills For are, my own team? Yeah. $5 of rehearsal. <laughs> Everybody ordered a $5 footlong. I had to go get them. They had a cool uh, spy-themed tracking app for that footlong, and... <laughs> Everybody loves Rayload. Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> and everything that's been said. Yep. 
<laughs> um, there is a great <laughs> line <laughs> from Nikki and or Alex where he goes, uh, whoever this boy is, just goes, we're playing a twerk. Yes. He like, sisses like a snake. He sisses like a fucking cabana boy on a fucking dusky night. Very certain. Come here. Yeah, well, isn't that interesting, too, that when Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden, that was when time began. Yes. The march of time began with a serpent, and it will end he played with a tr- Oh, he played a trick. Boy. He played a trick. Oh, Full House is their Garden of Eden. Or is everywhere but Full House a Garden of Eden? Were they banished to the Full House? Oh yeah. You shall run about on your bellies, I say. I take away your legs and your arms. And you shall slide about on your bellies. Painting the feet of the <laughs> non-believers yes. and the Luddites. The Luddites. I meant to say... Uh, you don't have a telephone? Oh, <laughs> You're getting your toes painted. No, my toesies. <laughs> um, Becky comes in and she sees the fact that these toesies have been painties. And <laughs> she's very upset. And she's like, look, kick in music. You're an asshole. Stop doing this, or I'll divorce you. Mm-hmm. You're being a fuck nut. The kids are going back to school. And he's like, "You're right. You're right." It's the most real moment of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And when they go back to the preschool, uh, this is the only part of the show that uh, interests me at all. We saw that in the background there were these uh, car- uh, construction paper balloons, and on the balloons it said, "My favorite story." And they all said, "My favorite story," but then below that we had some variations. Which story would you rather hear? Uh, Annie say good night. Or Nicole digs a hole. We see, we out. So we're looking at it right now. Nicole digs a hole. Annie say goodnight. I don't know if we can. Billy, elephant and envelopes. (laughs) Elephant and envelope. Elephant and envelope. Great. I can't believe that's real. It's not Annie say goodnight. It's It's, not? uh, It's my favorite story. The kids' names are at the top and the stories are underneath. So it's Annie. Say goodnight. Yeah, because she has a Billy. mob boss Goomba for a father, and yeah. she hears that phrase every night. Say goodnight. Bang! <laughs> oh, hey, sweetie. Uh, I just wanted some milk. <laughs> Elephant and envelopes. And then Betsy's is Nicole, Nicole digs, digs a, a hole. hole. Nicole digs, digs a, a hole. hole. That's a rhyming book. It's not Betsy Nicole is the name of the girl. Oh. <laughs> Betsy Nicole. Well, wait, digs so the name hole. of the story is Digs a Hole? <laughs> digs a Hole. <laughs> it's called Digs, colon, a hole. Hi, I want to know what this uh, blue one is that Becky's head is. Well, we'll never know. I think hold it on. says like. Hold on. Ah! Nina. Nina. Nine, nine men. Nine men climb. Cha- chase a hen. Nine, nine men, men chase, chase a, a hen. hen. Oh, nine story. Men chase <laughs> a hen. That actually sounds like an amazing play. Nine men. Like, um, oh, like 12 angry men, but it's nine men. David Mamet. Like, 12 angry men. <laughs> no, I know what that is. <laughs> That one episode of Jackie Chan where <laughs> Jackie Chan has committed crimes and He's, he's committed so, crimes? He's committed crimes against Sector 13, <laughs> Agent Black, as a jury of his peers. To um Yeah, what are the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's basically the episode. Then, uh, religion? <laughs> no, it Regina, doesn't it's Regina. Regina. But <laughs> okay, you're just literally going frame by frame like a fucking JFK obsessive. Black and to the left. Black. And we'll never, we'll land. never know what this. Let's pass out is. some common awards for woof worthy fashion. Woof. woof. These are the awards that go to the individuals with the worst sense of fashion. Uh, I am going to give it to. There's a couple instances here. Oh, uh, I'll give it to DJ because she looks, she looks terrible. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like 
I'm sick. These clothes have been in the fucking hamper for six days. It's like a fucking boy's t-shirt and like a horrible skirt. She looks like she's going to puke on herself any second. I hate it. Feel free to wolf with us. Woof, 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 Brandon? You know what? I'm going to give it to Joey's weird uh, outfit, like school ch- kid outfit that he wears on, on the day of the homeschool with like the backwards red hat mm. and his like flowing mane coming out of the hat. Cut that hair. Fuck, cut, cut it. I hope cut they it. cut it by the end of the show because... If I have to fucking look at this ratty-ass pudding mane for the rest of my fucking life. And then I'm trying to think what the rest of his outfit is. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this, like, striped striped uh, red, white, and blue polo that has, like, 20 buttons leading up to... Uh, he, he looks like he plays he plays lacrosse at, like, Denison College in 2019. I'm, I'm All of your, your conservative lacrosse guy yeah. listeners are getting fucking mad right now. Unsubscribe. From the, they're also from the future, so... From 2019. They really don't... Yeah, they don't like it when <laughs> the people of the past mock them. I've said this before, but he's coming across to me in this season recently as if he's trying to have, like, a comedian look. He's like, this is my Gallagher. This is my look. I wear, like, don't berets or, like... Well, uh, you're, you're giving... Like backwards hats are, like, this is my funny, weird look. You're assuming that the actors have a lot of autonomy in terms of, like, what they can do, what they can wear. I think the show has no clue what to do with him anymore. So they've chosen to, yeah, double down on his looking doofy, but yeah. I don't think that's a Dave Coulier decision. Okay. Guys, uh, we're, what we're watching right now brings me... Is the show. You. We're just rewatching the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> can we please stop? Um, <laughs> Thank you. I was also going to say Dave Coulier for this outfit, but also these two little kids, the uh, the twin... Moppet boys are wearing these like board shorts. Uh, are they capris? They're also wearing a dumb look on their <laughs> face permanently. Mm-hmm. So that's your outfit, and we have Brandon's outfit. So let's all together woof uh, collectively one more time. Woof 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 woof. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I do like the multiples, and I did say one. Sometimes I confuse people. <laughs> Next time, I'm you're both being really homophobic right now. Woof 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 woof. Yes, that's how I pull the strings. The puppet master. Uh, we uh, uh, we do have to get you scooting out here, Mike. Uh, so uh, real quick, uh, we'll ask you a, a classic question. Yes. Uh, so catchphrases are a big part of this television show. So like phrases like "You got it, dude." How rude. Have mercy. Like these are all things that the characters say over and over again. Yeah, so yeah. my question to you is a two-parter. A. Growing up, did you have a catchphrase? Something you said a lot as a kid. And then B. Do you feel like you have a catchphrase now? I think I, I definitely had multiple catchphrases. I, they weren't like original catchphrases. They were like, sure. I was obsessed with Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. So I was constantly saying, do I make you horny? <laughs> and how old would you have been? It's like that? a 12-year-old. Yeah. I had just seen that. And I, I know I was like around 12 because I had an Austin Powers-themed bar mitzvah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Which is... Uh, which is true. It was Austin Powers theme, but it's fun. <laughs> That's insane. So you got to like wear, I assume, a full Austin Powers getup? No, no. It, oh. it wasn't that, oh. that nice. I it thought maybe. It really nice. You know, my, my mom, you didn't dress my like mom Austin. helped help make the theme, mm-hmm. but uh, I was just dressed in a nice, like, ill-fitting suit. I, I you didn't just, have like the glasses or anything? I just assumed that like you went to like the, the proper like service, but then at the party... Like, you changed out of your... My Torah portion was Austin Powers-themed. That's not true. There's no... And and low, Austin did say. (laughs) Onto Isaac on the mountain. Do I make you horny? I know. And and, oh, Basil was incredulous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I was I was into Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, anything Austin Powers said could be, could be a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe, I'm sorry I lost this could have been a catchphrase because I was always losing things. I'm sorry I lost my homework. <laughs> yeah, I was losing, like, just, I, I had and have ADHD and it was, like, totally rampant in my childhood. I would just lose any valuables. Um, so Don't give Mike anything. <laughs> yeah, like, I would lose stuff and I would just feel really bad about it, so I would say sorry. Um, so maybe that was a catchphrase. Uh, what about now? What about now? It's just sort of smiling. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) That's a catchphrase I have now. Yes. Yeah. People ask me to do things and I'm just, I say yes. Mike, do you want to do this podcast? Yes. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Do I make you horny? (laughs) Good. Good. Randy, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can do that. Uh, Mike, those are very good answers to our question. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I just remembered <laughs> one more catchphrase. Now or as a kid? That was my catchphrase okay. that I remembered. I just remembered one more catchphrase, and this is the first time it's it's made sense in a I'm gonna conversation. Send, I'm going to send you out here on a rail. <laughs> is that one of your catchphrases? Yes, it is. From the That's Music Man. <laughs> Send Harold Hill out on a, on a rail. I he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> what do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? Talk a little, talk a little. I was Mayor Shin <laughs> in the Music Man Junior That's, in 7th grade. That's a great character to play. That's a very oh fun character God. to play. I had this little mustache that was attached to my nose, and I would like wiggle my nose like a bunny, and the audience would melt worse than the ice caps during global warming. Now, how does Harold Hill, how does he sort of charm the mayor? Because he sort of, he, he finds people for everybody, and he kind of like ingratiates himself. What does what Harold Hill, how does he interact he with him? He avoids the mayor. The mayor is oh. constantly looking for Harold Hill with all of his, his uh, yes men around him. He's just always oh. like, that Harold Hill, I haven't seen his credentials. Bring me his credentials. And then like the mayor's wife, who, who I think her name is the mayor's wife. Uh, <laughs> in the book. In the, in the Music Man Jr. It's just like, oh, please, I need this. And it's like, I'm the mayor. You wiggle your mustache and the audience laughs like you're tickling their belly. <laughs> the best character to play if you're a woman in the Music Man is the one who gets to go, Balzac. Yes. Best character. Because you can say balls. The, was that like the book banning Part? Yes, they're the snoots. The they're, the, they're the pick a little, talk a little hens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As the show's staging very subtly implies. Humans are sometimes like animals. Yeah. What is the message of that show? That it's okay? Marching of time. The march of time. <laughs> Literally at the end. Hours in a new work week. That's the end of that song. <laughs> the junior version. They yeah. cut all the songs by like three verses. I remember... Fun fact about that, I know we're getting a little off topic and we're trying to wrap the show up, but I... I like musicals. There was a rehearsal one time where the girl who said, and a double boiler in the Wells Fargo wagon song was gone and no one knew she was gone except for me. So I said the line and no one expected it. And it got such a big laugh that I got no speaking part in the next uh, year's production of Guys and Dolls. (laughs) You weren't in it at all, or you just didn't have a speaking part? I was Rusty Charlie, who has a song and no lines. Oh, yeah, you're in the oldest established at the beginning. Is that the the song you did at the very top of the show? Yeah, the one about about the horses. Yes, and then, yeah, that character, 
There are three. You'd think that those are the leads, but no. No, no. <laughs> Just two of them. My name was top of the cast and uh, bottom of the <laughs> list that I wrote of important characters. <laughs> well, I'm the first name on the cat. Wait a minute. I, I still said, do I make you horny? In the middle of uh, Nathan Bates' <laughs> oh. uh, monologue. I mean, it's it's a good thing. It's an, it's very respectable that you you agreed to play the role because in high school I wanted to play Rooster in Annie, and they gave me President Roosevelt, and I said, Mm-mm. I say I quit. I say at least you get to sit down. <laughs> to be fair, you get to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't even get to say balls. So what's the point? I mean, you can say balls, Whatever. but you're not allowed to in front of a crowd. Well, that's why I do comedy now. Yeah, improv. Say what you want. That's your coaching style. I heard balls. Say what you want. Say what you want. Get at least one Jackie Chan Adventures reference in there. If not nine. Call it a day. And listen to the two podcasts that I recorded today on January 22nd. <laughs> Speaking of, what do you want to plug? Projects, personal Oh, things. my ears when I'm trying to go to sleep, but my kids are making too much noise. Don't wake daddy. The great... <laughs> Game. That no one had. <laughs> um, what do I want to plug? What's the show that you're about to go do? I'm going to go record a podcast called the Neo Scum Podcast, and that is a, a nerdy Shadowrun role-playing tabletop adventure game mm-hmm. podcast. But what I'll plug is just being nice to each other. How about we all tr- start doing it? Let's all just treat each other the way we want to be treated, and yeah. What if I want to be discriminated against? Well, then you go right ahead and... I, I don't know. I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> John? No. John, don't do that, dude. What? Are you okay? <laughs> I want people to say things to me that make me upset. And that's why I say things that make people upset, like when I talk to Brandon. Yeah. You guys seem like you have a healthy rapport. I mean... Aww. Thank you. You're... We've worked hard at it. You've made it to the eighth season of... I'd like to plug this show for... How rude? How rude, yeah. Alternative fact, this show is very popular. Alternative fact is going to be like... We're going to look back at the alternative fact meme and be like... We were laughing. We were laughing at that and now... While we were getting killed. Yeah. Well, on that note, I would like to also plug... I have an improv show with Lunch. That's a Herald team. Um, sometime in the near future. That's what, that's what all IO performers have to say. I'm on a team. Check the website. At a certain point, there will be a show. There are many ways you can listen to this show. Uh, if you're listening through iTunes, write a five-star review. You can stream through Stitcher, howrudepodcast.labsyn.com. We're also on Facebook. You can find supplemental materials on hrpodcast.tumblr.com. From this past episode with Lindsay Smith, I believe I posted a couple of videos, but it's escaping me what I posted right now. Fuck me. I don't, I don't if you're, Fuck me. If you're listening by uh, hanging on to the cabin of the truck that, that one truck driver is listening show. to, it, then, uh, hey, knock on the window and ask to get let in because it's cold out there and the long road is <laughs> never ending. You can also, oh, oh, you can also email us at, uh, I'm glad I remembered this, because you can email us at theharudpodcast at gmail.com. Just want to read uh, this email real quick. Uh, we don't get a lot of feedback, but I, th- I just like this one a lot. Uh, it's from Ashley. Uh, she says, I love your podcast, and I've been listening to it regularly almost since it started. It's especially great for sitting in L.A. traffic, and I always looked forward to my new episode when I got in, when I got in the car. 
2016 was a gem for almost everyone and for me personally. I had been working in TV in LA for seven years and working to become a screenwriter when my family in Virginia needed my immediate attention uh-huh. and I decided to move home to help for an indefinite amount of time. My usual interests and things I enjoyed watching and listening to went out the window because things were overwhelming and sad. And as much as I appreciate Mark Maron's self-reflective monologues, I wasn't in the mood for it or much else. Uh, But How Rude was goofy and sarcastic and funny and just what I needed through a really stank year. Things are a lot better now. Loved ones are healing. The beloved family dong is no longer dying. Uh, And while I've added other things back into my repertoire, How Rude is still the one I look forward to the most. Your Fuller House New Year's Eve countdown was the funniest thing I've heard all week. But beyond that, your show is great, and I'm really enjoying the new music at the end. You guys are warm and talented and don't change a single thing. Thanks. Wow. Thank you, Ashley. We won't change anything. Despite some of the other feedback we've received Mm -hmm. recently, which would insist that we change a lot of things. Don't listen to that. Listen to Ashley, because that was just awesome. She's great. Thank you, Ashley. Mike does have a girlfriend, we should say. So if I can still appreciate a review, all right? <laughs> I can still appreciate a review. I can talk to women. I can talk at women through a microphone. <laughs> Ashley, if you're listening to this, if you made it through this whole episode, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You did another one. <laughs> um, this is the part of the show where Brandon says his name, and then I say my name, and then you say your name. And then I say, and we'll see you next time on, and then as a group we'll say the phrase, how rude. But Brandon will mess that up with okay. a bit. Brandon Shockney. <laughs> no, you say your name. But Brandon will, you're last. You go last. When was the last time you saw Brandon do something funny? <laughs> um, I saw Brandon do something funny today. Uh-huh. Through the window of his bathroom <laughs> when I saw him slip in the shower. <gasps> Squeak! <laughs> you were there. You were there. You didn't call for help? <laughs> My name is Royland. <laughs> Roy Lode. <laughs> Brandon, say your name. I am Brandon Shockney. I am John Pernasek. I am Mike Migdahl. And we'll see you next time on How The next episode Rude. of Everybody Loves Ray Lode. Featuring Mark Marin. It's <laughs> <laughs> like SNL. And Bobby Morden. Huh? <laughs> and Twitter. D- dot com. <laughs>
When I was young, I always liked cartoon. I really hope someday I want to be a cartoon character. Cartoon can do all kinds of things I cannot do in my real life. After so many, so many, so many years later, the people, the children still can remember me. Today, my dream come true. I love cartoon. Hey, Jackie, why do you do all your own stunts in your movies? I was doing stunts so many years. The audience see the actor or the bad guy, they do all the stunts, then the audience just crap. Then I look at my, my friend, hey, that's not the actor, that's me. Then I promise myself, one day, when I become a star, I want to do my own stunt. I will turn around, let the audience see, that's me, that's not the double. And also, I want to show my children, my grandchildren, look, that's your grandfather, that's your, 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 your father. And besides, I just like it. Shape. Most important is the training, training, training. All kinds of exercise like swimming, boxing, badminton, tennis, jogging. It's good for shape. Remember, it's an exercise. Exercise, then you keep in shape. 